God, delete that. People are going to think you have coronavirus. Oh my God, that's and that's how we started this. Welcome to 2020. Oh my Lord. That's what that's what the rest of our lives are going to sound like, Marissa. Oh gosh. Hello. Uh, welcome to the pod. I'm Adam. It's Marissa. And this is Natural. coronavirus. Oh with, boy. Uh, with Adam. Yeah. Apparently. No, I do not have coronavirus. I did get us. <laughs> I have a, a, a. Did you get tested for it? Um, I didn't have any of the symptoms. I didn't have the, enough of the symptoms. Um, I, I'm pretty sure our audience probably just heard it, but it's a, fine. I just said that was just a cough. That, that was, was just I, a cough. Yeah. It was. Although Adam was sick. I was sick, and that is why we are you are listening to this on a, on, a, on a different day. But this is why in the Instagram bio, <laughs> I put specifically... New just, episodes. So it's every week. I, I, that's it's been there since like day one because because uh, you just we never... are uh, we are who we are. We're disasters. We are who we are. Anyways, uh, welcome to the pod. Yeah, it's uh, I didn't have a flu though. It was a little frightening because I got my son got the flu. Mm-hmm. Then my then then I got the flu and then Kate got the flu. And you know with what's going on in in, in the world right now, yeah, it was no a little shit. we were like a little concerned, but we were fine. Yeah, you're not that old. It's not even not that old. Just, well, I mean, it's just like old people mostly die yeah. of the flu, and and so that's we qu- quarantined ourselves, and we've been in, you know, we've. Been that's why I think I'm going to be safe through all of this yeah. because I've quarantined myself for the last five Naturally, years. Yeah, yeah, I just We're not natu- uh, 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 inst- already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, welcome to the pod. The wine that we opened, we're not going to tell you what it is because we don't think it's done fermenting. <laughs> Even though it says it's a 2018. It says it's 2018, but... Um, this tastes like... I don't know. I, in fact, I know there's probably not a lot of people out there who've done a but lot there's of a, I mean, there's winemakers. Samples. But, but a lot of winemakers. Shouts to the winemakers that follow us. That's true. What up, Marto? Oh, Marto. We had a great uh, dinner yeah. with you. Um, so, but when you're... T- go ahead. You can talk about tasting. Yeah, so there, there's there's... You know, the, the, one of the big learning, uh, or you know, and everything's learning, but one of the big sort of um, fun things to learn the more you get into wine is to also taste the progression, not just the progression from like bottle age, but product, but from the, production through production. So, yeah. what is fresh harvested juice taste like? What is uh, wine tastes like that's only been fermenting for a day. What has wine tasted like that's been fermenting for two weeks? You know, and, yeah. And you can sort of like taste the progression. And it's of incredible how much that that can change. This doesn't have the sugar that you would get from from a, from a fresh juice, but it kind of has the, the the aromatics. It's like yeasty. Yeah, and almost like very super primary. Yeah, it's it, it's it. So when Adam says super primary, he means like primary flavors. Like it's not like it smells a, like a fucking grape. Yeah, it's just like. Or or just like a berry of some, yeah. it's like an it's an indiscriminate berry. Um, it is made so with, weird. It reminds me so much of the first Zinfandel I made. Oh my god, yeah, it does. Which is very bizarre to me because well, we're in, drinking. Yeah, we're drinking a French wine. Yeah, we're drinking. Uh, so today on the pod, um, I mean, I, I'm I'm bummed that this isn't finished because i really like this producer but i also don't want to be telling people you know like yeah we don't want to we don't want to blow up their spot yeah we're not about we're not about shitting on um winemakers just um, people just people that are, <laughs> don't make wine um no just kidding um anyways today on the pod though um it's called why beaujolais for president because i had a couple people ask me first sorry oh yeah okay thank you to everybody that's been so supportive it's yes, incredible thank Bruce and you. I love seeing it we love putting product out that people want to purchase we love watching people if you have got our hats or our sweatshirts or our shirts fucking take a picture 
tag, tag us. us in it. We love seeing it. It's like one of my favorite things. Also, don't forget to tag me. Everyone just tags Adam and I'm yeah, like, tag, tag, tag the pod, tag everybody. I'm like, mm, me and Adam came up with that together <laughs> in 2017. Yeah. I know that everyone just knows him for t-shirts, but we also had a very successful yeah. collection together. And this is a, uh, this is a reprint. Yeah. A reprint. Okay. But it was really great. Like, I love it. So do it. Do <laughs> I'm it. Such like, a bitch. It Sorry, I'm in a lot of pain me. right now. I, I like to, I like to repost it. I like to see it. It makes me, me really too. excited. Yeah. No, thank you guys so much i'm sorry i'm being bitchy yeah um, and we did donate money to bernie sanders yes so fyi if you're listening to this and, and and you don't support bernie sanders i'm sorry we are the left i will support anyone who gets nominated to that we'll uh, get to that towards the end of the yeah, podcast yeah, sorry all right anyway so why beaujolais for president so recently um someone or actually i had a couple people be like um what what is beaujolais which i thought was kind of funny or it was it was fun for me because you know Adam and I, it, like the circles that like we kind of run in, you know, we've been we've been in wine for a long time. So um, you don't really hear, I don't really have people very much asking me like, what is Beaujolais? Because yeah, Beaujolais, we live is, in a bubble. yeah, we live in a bubble, and also too like Beaujolais was, you know, I feel like it was talked about a lot, like you know, five years ago. So you're saying like it's old news? I'm not gonna say it's old news. I think that Beaujolais is forever. No, but you know, but like it was, it was. Um, it's just like we. It, it, it was just interesting to have. I I wasn't expecting people to ask about it because in my mind it, we do. Li- it's just that we live in a bubble, and in my mind I was like, well, who doesn't know what Beaujolais yeah, is? That's a, it, it, anything. If it, if it if it just said wine, Beaujolais, it's almost as synonymous to you. Yes. Yeah. It's uh. Or or, or I didn't th- think about it, but so we decided. You know, why not talk about what Beaujolais is? Yeah. So what. So yeah, what is Beaujolais? What is, what is Beaujolais? So um, to start, Beaujolais is a subregion of Burgundy, which is in France, and uh, um, Beaujolais in particular is like on the east central. Is like east central France. Yeah, I think it's close to Switzerland. Um, I don't know what's on that side of it. Near near. I just. I mean, my I'm I'm off in terms yeah. of geography. Below below Dijon, I think, and closer to Switzerland. I thought you were gonna say Poupon. On the other, uh, yeah, there. close to below Dijon, <laughs> above Poupon. I'm sorry. Um, I've I'm I've taken a lot of Advil. I'm like just like barely hanging on. No, no, it's so, right. It's fine. It's fine. No, this I'm sorry to my, to my. Oh, you're not apologizing. I'm not apologizing to, to you. I'm apologizing to our listeners. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, subregion of Burgundy, um, East Central France. Um, it it primarily produces um my favorite grape, one of my favorite grapes. It's probably forever my favorite grape, Gamay. Yeah. Uh, G-A-M-A-A-Y, G-A-M-A-Y. Which is a light, fruity, versatile grape. You know I, I you know what? I, I, I'm coming in hot with a take. I don't know if Gamay is always light. It's not always light. It really depends on where it's grown. I'm talking, but in Beaujolais, though, for the, for what we're talking about. I don't know in Beaujolais, but, well, it, This is getting messed. I don't like this. I really wish we could start over. No, no. All right, I, 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 I agree with you because it, because the alcohol content can, ta- can change and also depending on the crew, but primarily when we think... It's known as. It's known for, uh, known for its light, poppy reds that are made from Gamay, which don't always come out light and poppy, but <laughs> generally speaking, that is what we've come to yes, know it that as. Is, that is Beaujolais. If you say Beaujolais, that's what pops in your head. Yeah, that's like the, it's like the pop culture reference of... Yes. of, of, of uh, of uh, Beaujolais, and then it makes also a white wine. There are there are there are Beaujolais whites, which are Beaujolais Blanc, which is Chardonnay. I think there's Alagote too, but I, I I've definitely had a Beaujolais. I, I've only ever had two white Beaujolais. I've had Beaujolais Blanc that's Alagote, but I I think that if I'm not mistaken, uh, 
they don't like it too much. <laughs> and Which sucks because I love aligote. They're not asking people to plant it. And I don't know. I, I feel like I read somewhere that like coming into some distant future or not too distant future, you will no longer be able to make uh, Beaujolais Blanc. So you can make aligote in Beaujolais. You just have to declassify it to something else. Gotcha. You won't be able to call it Beaujolais Blanc And anymore. then there's Chardonnay though there too as well. Typically that is what Beaujolais Blanc. If you see Beaujolais Blanc, Chardonnay is what you should think. And I mean, you're probably not going to see it like less than 1% of. Yeah. Or yeah, it's, 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 or it's, it's like 1% it's of. It's a very small amount of production. Yeah. So we're going to just not talk about it anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It's <laughs> a, I would say that like Beauj there are some good Beaujolais Blancs that are like worth I just, checking out. Yeah. But, but it's not necessarily. You're not going to Beaujolais to be like, I'm here for the white wine tour. No, everyone. You're there for um, the Gamay. Yeah. And, you're there um, for the Gamay. And what's cool about Beaujolais is, you know, it's a sub region. And I mean, this is like, you know all regions like if they're classified they do have you know special qualities to them um there's all these different kind of levels of beaujolais because um for those of you that don't know like you know with french wines um they're like so old world wines are generally classified by the region that they are from like they don't say the grapes on them you know what you know if you like yeah, go, yeah. if you're, you're buying burgundy you're not buying pinot noir yeah, it you're doesn't buying say Gamay. You're, you're buying Beaujolais. You're not buying Gamay. Yeah, exactly. So, but if you do buy a Burgundy, it will just say Burgundy on it. It won't say Pinot Noir. But the thi the thing with Old World wines was that you were supposed to just know what grapes were grown in each region. Correct. And so it's like, oh, you know, like Burgundy is going to be Pinot Noir. Beaujolais is Gamay. Um, but within the Beaujolais, uh, you know that that little subregion, there's also different tiers of types of Beaujolais. And the first one we'll go over is Beaujolais Nouveau. Beaujolais Nouveau, meaning new Beaujolais, meaning uh, uh, literally the youngest version of baby the, wine, the newest wine. Yeah, and so in Beaujolais Nouveau, even though most of us today know it from like the grocery store, yeah, like uh, Charles Dubuff. Yeah, and and um, like you know, it's it's the week, it's the Thursday before Thanksgiving usually. Yes, it's Beaujolais Nouveau day, um, and it's like, whoa, everybody get their eight dollar Beaujolais Nouveaus. But there's actually really great. And because of that, though, it's kind of created this thing where people are like, Beaujolais Nouveau must be cheap and lame. But actually, there's really, really great Beaujolais Nouveaus out there. Um, Kermit Lynch does a bunch of them. Um, yeah, but they Jewish, are yeah. the babyest wines, and they were historically made to celebrate the end of harvest. Yeah. I also think that um, uh, I think that Beaujolais Nouveau also, this is a kind of a hot take, I think. But kind of gets its bad reputation because what I remember when I got into wine is everyone was like, "Oh, Beaujolais Nouveau, that shit doesn't age." Yeah. And so they like they measured the quality of the wine under the fact that it didn't age. I think that's why Beaujolais in general used to have a bad rep or like had a not such a great reputation. But if you're not giving fuck giving fucks about, but aging also that's your just wine, not true because you can age well. So we'll get into. But I'm just saying, like, if you're not giving yeah. fucks. Like, I, I think that Beaujolais Nouveau can be fun and delicious. Dude, Beaujolais Nouveau can be fucking fun and delicious. And, like, I mean, I'm not saying go out and buy the George Dubuff and, like, Louis Jadot versions. Yeah. But, like, is that what his name is? Yeah, yeah, Louis Jadot. Oh, I was like, I was like, I could be just, like, putting Louis Vuitton and something Jadot together. And, like, <laughs> new new wine producer um, that I hate. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't hate anybody. Just kidding. Except for Louis Jadot. Yeah, I don't hate them. Um, I don't have any problems with any wines that people can get into. Um, but so there's Beaujolais Nouveau, and then there's just straight up Beaujolais. Beaujolais AOC. Yeah, and um, that's the appellation. Beaujolais Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That's a, that's a that's a better one than Appellation Official Controle or yeah, whatever. Which, it is. Maybe now it's AOP Appellation 
origin of protege. Protege of like production. I think the AOP is now like the thing. But we're AOC, really AOP. we're very educated on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez Beaujolais is <laughs> uh, just straight Beaujolais. That, yeah, that's the biggest. So you're taking you're taking if you're gonna I I think to think of it in terms of counties. Right, so this is now this is wine from the county of Beaujolais. Yeah, and so the grapes can be from anywhere within Beaujolais. Right, and then there's Beaujolais Village. Beaujolais Village, and I would say if 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 Beaujolais is the county, Beaujolais Village is going to be literally the villages. Or I was going to say Los Angeles. Oh, the okay. City. Yes. Within the county of Los Angeles. So you have Los Angeles County, and then you have Los Angeles City. Yes. Except the difference is with Beaujolais Village, it's when something has Beaujolais Village, it means that the grapes have come from one of 39, or, or maybe, I think you can it can be from any of 39 main villages. Correct. In northern. I don't know, the, the number's somewhere, around, somewhere between 35 and 40, I think. Yeah, and it's um, in northern Beaujolais. So it has to be from one of those, or... Um, I'm pretty sure it can be from any of them. Yeah, and no, it's a, it, and usually I think it's, it, you know, when people are making wine in that style, what they're doing is they're making a, a wine that is accessible, a little less expensive, uh, probably released a little younger, and, and a little bit more of a, what they call a workhorse wine, which is like, buy the glass, available, ready, drink, don't think about, like, every yeah. day. Which, I mean, is great. If you which is, ever, yeah, which is what we will get to. Yeah, yeah. If you see Beaujolais Village, I think that that's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a great wine to drink. And also, too, like, I mean, the thing about natural wine as well is that, like, a lot of natural wines could be from Beaujolais or they could be of Beaujolais Village, um, but they might not put it on there. They could still be Vendetaub, like, um, or classify themselves as yeah. Vin, um, Vendetaub um, instead just because they're not, like, following AOC or AOP rules. Um, and then next up in the Beaujolais um, hierarchy is that there's 10 different crews. And crews are these very specific... It's like a, it's like a dance troupe, kind of? I was going to say they're like... Um, like If you were you, you were going with the Los Angeles, yeah. I was going to say it's like Griffith Park. Yeah, I was joking about a dance troupe. Yeah, I was like... Uh, <laughs> like a crew, I, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. Sorry. Right, Again, yeah, right. I'm off my game today. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, yes, I think you're right. It's neighborhoods within 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 the city. Yeah, and each of these 10 crews have different flavor profiles um, and things that make them special and specific. And the read or the very the, much like neighborhoods, like Silver Lake is different than Echo Park, which is different than than, um, uh, than Crenshaw. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, which is different than, um, you know, Santa Monica and Boyle Heights and Boyle and Heights Highland Park. And they all have their own uh, uh, uniqueness about them. Absolutely. So yeah, so there's these ten crews, ten neighborhoods, what 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 have you, which is uh, Bruy, Fleury, Morgone, Mulan Event, Saint Amour, and these are the ones that I have a hard time saying always, so I apologize. Chabrul, uh, Julinas, and Regini. Hey. I don't know. I apologize. Adam, they sounded good to me. <laughs> All right, thanks. Um, I think the most famous of these, you're t- looking at Morgone, absolutely. You're looking yeah. at Bruy, Fleury, and Moulin Avant, probably. Yeah, absolutely, Moulin Avant. And, and so, like, and talking about those, like, Fleury is known for having a bit more acidity to it um, on the lighter side, but still, all of these crews basically are more complex um, or are. Yeah, and have unique characteristics they, within them. Yeah, like if you, if you, if you, I think if you, sorry to interrupt, uh, if you taste them side by side, all the same vintage, like you know, maybe this is where something like terroir comes in. Oh, 
you know, Morgon and Milan Vent and yeah. all these things are going to taste different next to each other. I only laugh because Adam yeah, famously doesn't hair terroir. terroir. But um, yeah, so like, you know, uh, Fleury has, is, is um, often more, is a bit lighter, more acidic. Um, Morgon is a bit deeper, um, has a, a bit more structure. And like Moulin Avant, for example, going back to what you were saying about people thinking that you can't age Beaujolais, you know, um, all especially Morgon and Moulin Avant, like those those have more tannic structure to them. Oh yeah, you can age those wines. I think. Uh, I mean, if you're if yeah. you get off on that type of thing, twenty thirty years. Oh, go dude, for I it. had a Yalmatros like like nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Of like Moulin Avant, and it was fucking incredible. So yeah. and, and, I, and I always use. Um, you know, the uh, Beaujolais, like the, those crews as a great example of like natural wine that can age. Um, and yeah, and it's, so it's a really interesting region because, because it does have like that AOC structure to it. Um, you can taste so many different ways that the, that, that, um, that it can come out. Yeah. And then even within those, so even within the crews, uh, one of the most famous is, um, is, um, uh, uh, Morgone, and then within Morgone is Cote de Pie. Oh yeah, which is which is a vineyard. It is our engagement wine. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, which is a, like like a vineyard my inside inside the cruise. So like, I think there's this misconception for a lot of people sometimes. Maybe not so much anymore because you're saying like, uh, you know, Beaujolais has become so sort of popular. Yeah, and famous. But at one point in time, I remember. Beaujolais sort of had this uh, reputation of not being sophisticated. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's interesting because you know, uh, from my from my end, you know, like coming from the comedy world, not from the wine world. Like when I just like Beaujolais, you know, Gamay is like my great favorite grape probably forever because Beaujolais and Gamay um, taught me so much. It was like the first wine I kind of had that like took one of the first wines that like really showed me that there was wine outside of California and like yeah. what that could taste like and how different it was. And it was really fun for me, like w- early in my wine education when I was teaching myself to like taste through all of these different versions of it, you know, and how each of them can be um, really individual yet still have um, really common like um, red fruit characteristics and, um, and because a lot of them are also made with carbonic maceration. Yes, um, I was going to say that Beaujolais is the Mitch Hedberg of <laughs> uh, wines in the sense that people see his jokes or saw his jokes and thought, so simple, so easy. But in reality, he was a brilliant joke writer and that's what made him so incredible. Yeah, yeah. and we do have an episode about carbonic maceration. If you want to listen to it, but on a, a small primer. So carbonic maceration, I think, is... Um, universally linked to Beaujolais. Yes. And I think a lot of it, A, has to do with Beaujolais Nouveau, which is made 100% carbonically. Yes. George DeBuff, he's like the kind of the one, because it was like when the super commercialization of Beaujolais and like when they started marketing, like pretty sure it was like late 80s that George DeBuff was like, I'm going to market the fuck out of Beaujolais Nouveau. And and it's a really fast way to make alcohol. Yes. Um, And it's also a really... um, not labor intensive, but the opposite of labor intensive. Yeah, and basically, like for the quick thing, it's like basically what you're doing is you're putting the grapes in whole cluster, meaning they're not individual grapes and you're not pressing them. You're putting the entire grape bunches into a traditionally, um, um, it, this has changed now within the natural wine world, but traditionally um, they put them in a steel tank with CO2 so that the yep. grapes begin to basically start fermentation from within inside the individual grapes and then they crush themselves um, under the CO2 and create their own 
juice. Um, but in the natural wine world, you also hear it is just like quote unquote like whole cluster. Yeah, and that means often that it's just like in a you get flavors of that. Yeah, because they're not like sealing it off. They're not necessarily like sealing it off um, in a in a steel tank and like adding CO two. But they're but they're still like you know sealing off the vessel and like letting them do their thing. Yeah, it's like cooking. Like uh, a little bit of salt can make a uh, 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 food pop. Nothing but salt will just make anything taste like salt. Carbonic is very similar to, like that to me. A little bit of carbonic adds pop and zest and yeah, absolutely. Nothing but carbonic. That's all you taste is carbonic. Oh, absolutely. I did a. I wrote a piece for um, Bon Appetit about um, carbonic maceration that I will link in our Instagram. Um, but it was about you know how how carbonic maceration is sort of like the pop music of winemaking because it does like, it is formulaic in a lot of ways. That doesn't mean it's bad because there's a lot of really good pop music out there. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the the, Billie Eilish of, of, I guess, well, cause yeah, there's just like a formula behind it, you know? And like, you can use that formula for good or you can use that formula. People get really upset when I say Billie Eilish is the, uh, Britney Spears of her time. Oh, I believe it. Also, she's amazing, but we won't go into it. Yeah, no, I love maybe her. not. Maybe Britney Spears might not be like the rest best analogy, but like, no, she's the pop star of of her of her time. Yeah, and like when people are like, no, she and I'm like, well, wait, um, no wait way. Five years when, when Erica Lust um, was my favorite pornographer <laughs> was staying next door to me, and her two daughters were with them. Um, her daughter's like eleven, or she's like probably twelve. She's like yeah. middle middle school age. She fucking loves Billie Eilish so much, and I'm like, I love Billie Eilish too. Yeah. Like I'm like that's special. Anyways, um, so yeah, carbonic maceration or whole cluster there. Um, but which is I think you I think I think you it's very hard to rem- to remove that from Beaujolais. Yeah, no. I think that it's near impossible when you're talking to somebody to talk about Beaujolais and not. Not talk about have it be linked to carbonic maceration. Yeah, in one way or another, whether or not they're calling it whole cluster or or if it or if they're yeah, or just like it. the history of it and everything, and yeah, the flavor profile and every. It's almost like what you come to expect sometimes when you open a bottle of wine, and when it's not, that's what I was saying is like when people don't make gamay in that carbonic way. Oh, absolutely. Earlier, and you're like, oh, this is a heavier, bigger, richer wine than I was expecting. It's because like, oh, I destemmed everything, or but I that also goes into carbonic. carbonic maceration in general. Uh, the, like the carbonic maceration has like it creates a poppy, juicy flavor yeah. profile regardless of the grape. Like people make <laughs> merlot with carb, you know, whatever. Yeah. But to the next part of this, like, why are we like Beaujolais for president? Why, like, why was that our thing? Because it was, a, we do have a, we have thoughts behind it. And it's twice. It's happened twice. Yeah. So we, you mean like us doing these shirts? Yeah. Yeah. And and, it, and we definitely believe that Beaujolais for president. Adam, would you like to start? With why I believe Beaujolais for president? Yeah. Well, first of all, I believe Bernie Sanders for president. Well, yes, we were going to, that's, that is on the third part. That's the third <laughs> oh, act. So uh, why? I wrote it down. Oh, so. <laughs> Adam. I, I, I jumped ahead. Um. So no, first of all, why Beaujolais? Beaujolais. I think we've touched on it a little bit. I think I said in the past, but even still today, Beaujolais is still a relatively accessible, uh, affordable wine that can... I think that... I don't want to call it an entry-level wine in the sense that, like... I think it's it's a gate... That's the word I was thinking. It's a a gateway drug for for natural wine, really. If you start getting into wine, and then you're like, Oh, I've heard about natural wine, and then like you listen to this amazing podcast, and you're like, <laughs> "This God, episode now I'm in really, No, I'm really into natural wine. And you go to a wine store, and you're like, "I want to try some natural wine. I've never had it before. I feel like saying I would like to try a Beaujolais is a really yes. good 
place to start. I mean, it's it's really interesting because, um, you know, even lately I've been getting a lot of requests, like people will DM me questions, which I'm sorry, I don't have the time to answer everyone. But like, I've been weirdly, people have been like, what are some good chilled reds? And I'm like, Beaujolais, like yeah. Gamay, like all the time, chill that shit. But I agree that like, it is, a, it's, it's still affordable for, especially for the quality of a lot of them. And that's including like, you can buy beautiful, like, 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 quote unquote, like vintage bottle. Like, you can buy like old school, like Yamatras, like I was saying, like for still like a good price. You know, like you can get you can get a vintage wine for like a hundred and something bucks, and yeah, you can you, you can sell or sell it. You know, you keep it, and it is it 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 stays. You know, and um, so even if you were like, okay, I don't really want to drink, um, you know, twelve to sixteen dollar Beaujolais Nouveau, and you want something like higher end like there's also like even the higher end Beaujolais which are incredible are still very affordable yeah I was gonna say those those Cote de Pise we're talking about like oh my god yeah those are sub a hundred dollars which I don't spend that much but like if you are in the market to spend that much for a bottle of wine like if you bought a $60 bottle of Beaujolais it's gonna outperform any other $60 bottle of wine you're buying almost all the time. This is such a sin that I'm even admitting this, but why can't I think of who does the Cote de P wines? Uh, oh, Foyard. Foyard, yeah. Um, fo- I mean, th- that, like, I buy the, the Foyard Cote de P every year. Um, I mean, my husband and I didn't get engaged with that, like, wine, and I, you know, it's got a wax cap. That's how you know it's yeah, it but it's slams. it's fucking slams like every fucking year. Yeah. And it's you know, it's not it's not the cheapest, but I always buy a bottle of it and I hold on to it and when the moment's right, we open it and it's and you always love it every time. Yeah, I love it every fucking time. Like in yeah. and, and but also at the end of the day or you know, like or whatever, like um Beaujolais is just it's just even if even if I'm we buying like a, a killer nouveau. Yeah, what I was about to say, Foyard, there's a killer nouveau. Like the yeah. like these people that are making like incredible yeah. wines on like the one end of the spectrum are also making incredible like just regular ass Beaujolais. Yeah, I think it's, that bottle too is like sub. I feel like it's like almost sub ten dollars, but maybe no, not it's anymore. I don't not that not that cheap anymore. I think it's like maybe twenty bucks. But it used to be. But still, it's like yeah. a really fucking good Beaujolais Nouveau. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, you know, why I'm like Beaujolais for president, we kind of just touched on it, but it's a gateway drug into wine. Like, or I guess it's a gateway wine, I should probably be saying. But it's really poppy. It's really fruity. It's really, like, versatile for food. You know, like, you can have a Beaujolais, like, you know, a gamay of, um, with Thai food or with, you know, whatever the fuck else you're eating but like it can or it's even a, like it's the people's wine it really the, it is it really the is because wine. i mean like i wrote a thing about like oh uh this was years ago but like drinking beaujolais like with oysters like for oh, like yeah, unconventional yeah. pairings when yeah. that wasn't something that people weren't doing um back in my day um but everyone was like oh a red wine with oysters and i'm like no if you get like a like a really light like you know, like low ABV Beaujolais, you yeah. can have it with oysters, but it also can handle spice. There's one heat. of my one of my favorite restaurants in Los Angeles is called Kobawu, and it, yeah, uh, it does. Uh, uh, That's Poisson- where we first had our first lunch. Yeah, Poisson style um, uh, 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 food from Korea, which is like a, I guess you, I don't want to say cold, more like room temperature, where you build your own uh, uh, like pork belly wraps, yeah. if you will, and. Um, for whatever reason, I've had multiple gamets, not just Beaujolais, but like multiple di- it, at in that restaurant, and it's the, it's like that with the beer next to it is like my oh, most it's amazing, perfect. Also, too, and then like, but also too, like a cool thing about Beaujolais is like you know Beaujolais Nouveau days right before Thanksgiving, 
Thanksgiving, I mean, we talked about on like our page, one of our Patreon episodes yeah. how much I hate pairing stuff, even though if you listen to the last pairing thing. But, um, you know. Oysters and Beaujolais, do uh, it. No, but, um, but you know, the cool thing about Gamay is it's also so versatile that like it's Beaujolais Nouveau Day is like right before Thanksgiving. You can take a bottle, like Beaujolais is like a Thanksgiving like perfect wine because you never know who's bringing what and what's going to be on the table. And like Beaujolais can handle all of it. Yeah. It's just like, it's, 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 it, it, that's, it, it's juicy, fun and fucking versatile. Like it's for the people. It's like for just anyone that is like, Oh, I want a good wine tonight. Like you can fucking buy any bottle of it and you'll probably be happy. And then on a, uh, and then on a slightly more, I mean, not political, but Beaujolais also is sort of one of the places that's considered the, f- the, f- the 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 birthplace of the natural wine movement. Yes, well, uh, the the modern natural wine. Yeah, movement. Jules Chauvet. I'm going to say some people that I I'm going to forget some people. Well, it's like the Gang Foyard, of Matras. Um, Matras. Um, uh, we should uh, know these by heart by now. I I made a T-shirt with all of them on it, and I'm just oh wow, right look at you. Yeah, uh, but these 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 sort of they're Gang of Four, Gang of Five uh, with worked with with Kermit Lynch. Yep, and yep. as sort of are the proponents are sort of one of the one of the if 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 no <laughs> i'm trying i'm like are you I was, are, no. i'm like do you have cramps too no I, was, I wanted to use music i was like the beatles and 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 the, the rolling boys stones. and the rolling stones are all sort of helped push these movements of yes whatever. absolutely this is one of those areas it's where like, ri- we're like oh liverpool in the 60s was absolutely. a hotbed for or seattle in the 90s and we've talked about we should do an actually we should do an episode on kermit lynch just by yeah by, like, kermit like lynch. new york in the in the 80s for, yeah and it's like Beaujolais in the late seventies, in the eighties, yeah, in eighties, was uh, was was the birthplace of the natural wine movement. Yeah, and Kermit, or one of one of, and Kermit Lynch was a really big part of that because he was working with, um, you know, these Beaujolais producers, um, and he was the first one who started doing like, you know, temperature controlled, ref- um, yeah, refrigerated, um, shipping containers. Yeah, which is kind of problematic now with uh, climate change, trying to figure all that um, shit out about carbon footprints. But, you know, Kermit Lynch and, like, uh, Beaujolais, a big, big, big part of, like, why we have natural wines and the way that we have them today. Um, And then also, too, you know, it's, like, it's the, it's, like, also, like, going kind of back to what I said, it's where glue glue kind of, like, glue glue, like, I associate initially with, like, Gamay and Beaujolais. A, like lighter back when they're I mean right I know what you're saying like this idea that of like just like chuggable wine yes which we also have an episode about but glue glue is uh French for, like slang for glug 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 like yeah. down the hatch um so yeah and and also too like the the fact that it is the home of carbonic maceration which is now everywhere ubiquitous it's yeah it's everywhere I don't think I know like there are very few natural there's a there's very few well, I mean, I don't that's know. not true. I don't know. I will. I'm going to say this right now. I don't know anybody personally. That doesn't mean, but personally, who doesn't use um, whole cluster in some method. Yeah, I'm not they might not they do carbonic, and they might not call it carbonic either. They might just call it whole cluster, and they might not be a hundred percent. Yeah, they might be like partial carbonic but, or partial whole cluster. Uh, almost. I don't know anybody that doesn't use it as a flavor. As oh a, uh, yeah, it's 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 so important now to it's it's. Yeah. It's it almost be re- uh, uh, it almost be crazy and revolutionary to completely destem. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's 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 very um, ubiquitous is the right word, and especially with the natural wine movement. It's I, I 
it's it's I mean, I can think I mean, we just know so many winemakers, but most popular winemakers all. Yeah. To some degree. To some degree. Yeah. Even if they, you know, I know like Daniel Marcucci, who we've talked about on the podcast before that I wrote a piece on, like I've gotten in like huge, I got in a huge fight with him in Paris about carbonic maceration. He's like very anti-carbonic maceration. But then like, I'm pretty sure he does this whole cluster on some stuff. And I'm like, hmm. Well, he might be against carbonic maceration. Yeah, exactly. Not like, whole cluster. Which is like, yeah, which is like where some people are like, but I don't use CO2. And I'm right. like, okay, that's fine. Like, I get it. But like, let's just, we can just cut the shit. Like, I know yeah. that you're not adding, you're probably not adding CO2. The but CO2 whatever. is only added because you need a... a you need something to 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 make the um make the environment... Um, airless. Air, yeah, airless, which is like... I want to say it's acerbic, but that's not the right word. uh, Anaerobic. Anaerobic. There we go. Acerbic is when you're just like a real sarcastic asshole. Um, And you can do that also with liquid. Yes. So you can make an anaerobic environment in which you have carbonic maceration if your whole cluster is submerged in pressed juice. Yes. Now, for the last part, why why Bernie? Because some people were like, why did you use the, why did you use Bernie's logo? logo?" we back in 2017 when we first designed these um adam adam came up with uh, i will give you credit on this one because balenciaga yeah so bernie used it and then balenciaga which is like a very high end fashion yeah. brand for those well, of you this who- is when uh uh dem dem demra the, the 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 designer at the house oh yeah yeah I was like, I thought you were gonna say some sort of weird, like dem, like like democratic something. Like, no, uh, vetement or uh, vetement, vetement, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, like yeah. the house he was with vetement. And yeah, he, he, I think he's now he left vetement or Balenciaga, but whatever. It doesn't anyway. So the 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 shirt has a, has a lot of, but we're not that into Balenciaga. No, and we're we're way but more we're, into Bernie yeah, than we're I am big, into Balenciaga. We're big Bernie fans, and like there were some people I know that were not stoked that they hit me up that were, I mean, besides like the crazy hate mail I got, which is just like natural. But I mean, <laughs> but, yeah, now, but that hate mail came but, from Trump supporters. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also some people were like, oh, like you know, why Bernie? Why Bernie? Um, I and I I know. I mean, would you? I, I mean, I have no problem saying why. Do you want to go first? Well, because people in this country deserve. <laughs> I, don't I mean, they, yes, they. Do. Well, they, I mean, they deserve, I a, they deserve medical Medicare for all. Okay, and I have a good anecdote about this that just happened recently. Because I, so I was in the parking lot of my pet store. Shout out to Echo Bark, um, and it's a very political scene in there. You wouldn't yeah. know it from a pet shop, but it's real political in there. And uh, the owner Jeff was out in the parking lot talking to a woman. And it was the day of the primaries. And I was wearing, like, my Bernie shirt. And, you know, they were like, oh, you didn't vote for Elizabeth Warren. And I was like, well, you know, I really, really like Elizabeth Warren. I really, really respect her. But, like, what kind of pushed, you pushed over? me? I mean, I voted for Bernie in 2016. Um, and then I also did vote for Hillary. Because just like this year, I will vote for... I mean, I just fucking hope it's not Bloomberg. Well, it's, it's not. It's not Bloomberg. At least he dropped out. Oh, good. Thank fucking god. Um, I've been trying to stay away from the news because it's upsetting me. Anyways, um, so she was like, "Well, what made you know? What made you you know move away from Warren?" And I was like, "Well, she kind of like backed down on her like on her universal health care plan." Yeah. And the woman was very much like, well, it's because this is, you know, it's going to be forever wait. If, if, if we go to universal health care, it's going to be a forever wait to get things done, yada, yada, yada. And then this is the story I told her because it just happened. Ben broke his um, clavicle, yeah. his collarbone, the shoulder area, straight up fucking in half on his right side, February 6th. It was his birthday. 
He went snowboarding, broke his collarbone. Um, and the first, and my husband has a great job and I'm very, very fortunate. Like I am really, really fortunate that we get healthcare through his company. Um, guess when the first appointment was to see an ortho uh, like specialist? Oh yeah, end of fucking April. So it doesn't even matter that if you're paying a shit ton of money right now to like have quote unquote great healthcare, you're still waiting to see a specialist. Yeah, and then what does he do? He could he or he could clog up the emergency system. Well, no, and then he had to go to the emer- because he had to go to the emergency room to see if it was broken or not. Because if it's broken, there is the possibility that it can cut off air, like you know, it can hurt off, him well, in a deeper cuts, way. Yeah, it cuts off like blood and air to your brain. Um, so we had to go to the emergency room and it was a whole thing. And guess what? We still don't know if he needs surgery or not. We still don't know because he hasn't been able to see a specialist. And it's like, so what are we paying for right now? Yeah. I would rather like, I'd rather pay for, I'd rather have, have universal health care and like, you know, still have to wait to see specialists, but know that people that are not in my position also have fucking access to health care. Yeah. Like, cause right now, like I'm, I'm, I should be what is considered the middle class. I mean, I don't think there is a middle class these days. But if I can't get, like, if I'm not getting good health care, like, and we're paying for it and we're paying good money for it, then, like, what the fuck do we have to lose? Well, on a, on a personal note, I, I don't talk about this all that much, but I had, I was born with a, a pre existing condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a, a heart surgery when I was younger. And up until Obama, I, unless my job provided health care for me, I was uninsurable. So I couldn't even get insurance if I wanted it uh, because I had a pre-existing condition. And so that's one of those things that for me, like, I don't know. Yeah, the health insurance is a big part of it. But I also just I also just think that, like, let's really, try democratic socialism for eight years. I Well, also, first of all, or like four years hold and on, see what happens. Hold on. Now, first of all. There's no way that America is becoming socialist in four or eight years. It's just not happening. No, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I mean, and fortunately <laughs> and unfortunately, like for all I know, my father-in-law is going to be listening to this and be like, no. Uh, but another thing that's really important, I think, about Bernie is that he has not taken any money from yeah, um, I agree. Special uh, interest. from special interest. Now, something that's important here in Los Angeles, it was Measure R, which was to reform the sheriff's um, department. The sheriff's department. It was jail reform and yeah. to put investigations into the sheriff's department, which is desperately needed. Um, for those, I mean, I I don't know how the how the word spreads, you know, wherever you guys are, but like. You know, we have a lot of, there's a lot of police brutality, a lot of citizen, like... Yeah, the corrupt LAPD and Sheriff Department of Los Angeles is infamous. Yeah, infamous. And so we really need that reform. And the only Democratic candidate that did not support Measure R was Joe Biden. And the first thing that that makes me ask is, is like, where is that, like, what money does he have tied up in that? Because why would you not vote to reform, like, something that is so, you know... Um, notoriously bad. Yeah. Like every single other Democratic candidate voted yes, like to, that they supported it except him. And like the that's when it's, it's sort of like when someone doesn't stand up to like gun control. I'm like, are you taking? It's like, oh right, because you're taking money from the NRA. And like the thing with Bernie is that you know he's taking our, our money, money, your money. If you so bought he's gonna, with us, yeah, so like, he's gonna. I don't know. And I really, I I really genuinely believe in what what he stands for because I think that he stands for everyone. Um, and he stood for everyone since like the civil rights movement. Yeah. Like, he was a part of that. Um, I, I think that he, uh, for me also, if your excuse as to why we can't provide, uh, basic things to, uh, humans is because, Capitalism. is because of money, then you 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't treat your opinion with any validity. If if you think that if if the only reason why you are unwilling to do something is because it could potentially take money out of your pocket, I don't. I I, I honestly, and maybe this is me being a little too uh, aggressive, but I honestly, I have no respect for you, and I can't honestly take you seriously because. I'll, okay, I'll give you a theory though on why I think that like baby boomers and like a lot of people are like keep like I want my money. Uh, it's because like, they never earned it for themselves, and their parents gave it to them. Yes, but that well, uh, my theory is that like, um, so you know, the the baby boomer generation, they did grow up in the most prosperous time in yeah. all of American history, and that, and what a lot of people don't talk about with that is that the reason that America was so pros- prosperous um, is because. Everything was fucking bombed in World War right, II. Right, this except, was a post World War II. Yeah, it was post World War II America. Like, be, but it was so successful because everywhere else that could produce anything that manufactured fucking anything yeah. was completely destroyed. Yeah, all of it, all of Europe, and like, yeah, the, they were know. trying to, to to rebuild so, society. Not- so the only place that could make anything was America. But the people that grew up in post war America, like the you know the baby boomers, like their parents grew up during the Great Depression, and like when banks literally took all of their fucking money and they were left with nothing. So these are people that were, um, and this is just like all my theory, so it could be totally wrong, but I think it's a damn good fucking theory. <laughs> uh, these people that grew up in the most prosperous, successful time in America, where things were pretty fucking great for white people yeah keep in mind white people i'm talking about white people it being prosperous i'm not talking about um um people and, of color and not just not just white 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 people. as fuck like not even yeah. like italian like white yeah. like i mean like white white people it was the most prosperous time for them um but they were raised by people that were like do not give anything to fucking anyone because they'll take it from you in a heartbeat you, everyone's after your money everyone's after your money like hide it in your mattress like hide it in the like don't let anyone take your money because they grew up so like without any you know so this so this generation that had it all was being taught by a generation that had nothing and so they have so much wealth, but in their crazy minds from like probably like just it's like generational trauma pretty much that they've like inherited. They're like, no, this money is mine. No taxes, no anything like you're going to fuck me like my, 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 me, 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 me. It's like they were taught not to think about any fucking one else besides themselves. Yeah. Uh, uh, newsflash. You hear it. You hear you heard it here first. Uh, the boomers. Not that cool. No, <laughs> but what I was, gonna, but the, but the reason, except is, for Bernie, I guess. No, there's a lot of really. See, good, I have a theory. I, there's I, a lot cool. of really good. There's I, a, hold on, there's a lot of really good boomers, and I think that like there's a lot of people out there like you said that like you can't have a conversation, but we need to like we can't we can't be thinking that way, and like I think that way a lot too, and then like you know someone, you know there was a lot of comments on my Instagram page when I like posted my meme like on you know the primary day, and I would just. And there's just a lot of misinformation and people don't even know, like, not, like, one, like, people are just, they're, they don't, they're, they're not paying attention, they're not reading, you know, they're not keeping up with things and they're, and they're also too, like, very much also uh, regurgitating things that they heard, like, growing up or in their own home yeah. where, like, these same values of, like, you know, from generations ago were, were repeated and, and my big question to them is like when they say like, well, medic Medicare for all would like hurt the lower, the lower classes. And I would just ask like, why do you think that? And they won't answer back because they don't have like a real reason for it. It's just like, I think a, a fear 
and like it, it's so ingrained and it's it's um but it's like you have to we well, have to be dumb belief that handouts hurt people yeah which is not or that or that hands out handouts are like you know for people that are scheming the government and like don't yeah, deserve exactly. it and it's like that's not true like we all need help like i've been on unemployment before like um i had obamacare like i or you know Medicare. Yeah, no, I, yeah, and and it's like that's not a handout. Like a lot of people really need it. Like, in fact, if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you fucking need it. And like, it's it's so you saying though that like it, I think it's important. Like, as hard as it is, like to like do try to engage in conversation with people because it is the only way that we may ever get back to the middle of anything or fair or like fairness and decency. Because right now, like, it's just not there. Well, I, my, I I have a theory about about Bernie Biden and uh, and Trump. It feels like that. It feels like this, uh, like a like a like a Bernie Biden and Trump walk into a bar. No, no. So I I think that I think and this is like my and they all order a bottle of Beaujolais. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my theory, my theory is 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 something along the lines of Bernie is who boomers. at one point in time thought they were i think it's it, it's like the remnants of the of the of the revolution of, uh, of the 60s of the sort of cultural Again, a revolution super, super white people thing where like people white white people got to be like hippies they love to bring it up they love yeah, to bring they got up to be how, hippies and they got to go and like protest war on their like white campuses yeah. while we were sending black people to vietnam and like they weren't the way they weren't the ones that were even like, and they love to bring up they yeah. love to bring up this oh wow you got you young you you millennial i'm almost 40 for fucking christ's sake first of all but second like they're like oh you young kids no it's always it's always like it's always like you're 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 um if you don't have a if, if if you're not a democrat when you're right uh, if you're not democrat when you're young you don't have a heart but if you don't if you're not a republican when you're old you don't have a brain and yeah. it's like wait can't i just have a heart and a brain and just like be like vote with both of those yeah and then i think that trump represents who they really are so yeah so racist like, so sexist like, xenophobic fucking yeah so like so like bernie represents this like ideal uh this ideal youth that they've lost and I think that Trump represents who they actually are. And they're like Biden. And Biden is that middle. Biden's Biden like, is like Yeah, well Biden Because Biden still has that Biden's like super conservative. And has that sort of racist uh underpin Yeah, I was like gonna say like that he's makes still, them feel okay. Yeah. But like also says stuff that's kind of like a hippie sometimes. But and then like, yeah. I think that like it's like it's like do you know what I mean? It's like these three dudes are now just becoming like the it's like the last gasp of the boomer. Anyway, well, speaking of I, last gasp. If I had any, like, I I guess if I had my total way, I would want it. And also one thing I will bring up a lot of people are like, but Bernie's health. And I'm like, yo, I think that Bernie Sanders is a snart, snart enough, um, smart enough man to put good people around him. And I mean, my dream ticket of all time would be like Bernie and Elizabeth Warren, but that definitely wouldn't, no. wouldn't fly. I wonder, but, though, you know what, though? I also, and maybe I'm, no, I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna say it. Bernie Sanders, I don't think if his health was an issue, would run. I don't think so either. But also, I think too, he would know that that. Would but be also, too, like people are like, we need to see his health, his health records. I'm like, we still haven't even seen our current. Or what about fucking Joe Biden? Well, Joe, that guy's like that guy. That, I'm, well, no, I'm like, we don't even know Trump's taxes still. Yeah, like Trump has set a precedent that we don't need to ever like like show I'm, that maybe shit. I'm a, maybe a little revolutionary. I would vote for AOC and president in a heartbeat. Over any of these three people, and it's. I think almost, I would still write. I, I think I'd still vote I, for Bernie. I the, I, it's almost a hundred percent because of youth, because of 
I think the youth gets shit done. But I, I think love I think so too. But the thing about Bernie is I think he's gonna bring a lot of that youth into the I hope up so. with him. No, I know that he will. Like he's already proven. I want to vote for people younger than me. I want I want I want people younger than me to because they know they're the ones that know. Yeah, and or but the problem is uh, like experience. I don't know. It's no it's, fuck experience. Experience just gets you fucking hardened and and mean. I think there can be a balance of both, but you know what? Our current quote unquote president doesn't have any experience and doesn't have and is not young and is like <laughs> and we're, the fucking and worst. We're Anyways, in a pandemic. So we're in a pandemic. Yeah, we are. So um guys, regardless of who you want to vote for, like just please vote and make sure it's not and fucking Trump and wash your hands. Um if you like if you are a Trump voter, I mean some of you have left comments, that's that's fine, but also just like fuck Trump. You don't have to vote for Bernie. We don't think that. Drink Beaujolais. Vote for whoever you yeah. want. And like, let's just vote for a better fucking world. And like, we're already doing that by being a part of the natural wine world. So why not do it with our politics as well? Cool. And that and was our I, political. <clears throat> pod. I'm so glad I had so many cramps. I'm so pitchy. Uh, all right, bye. pitchy, bitchy, both. <laughs> <laughs> bye.